Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. We have a holiday week. We've got college basketball slated to tip off Wednesday. And we've got your morning buzzcast right now for Monday, November 23rd. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody had a good weekend going into a short holiday Thanksgiving week. Hope everybody, again, stays safe and stays healthy. First, let's talk about the leadership of the NBA continues. According to ESPN, Zach Lowe today, a delegation of five NBA players and several officials from the NBPA are at the Vatican this morning for a private audience with Pope Francis to discuss their work on social justice issues. Amazing story here. An official for Pope Francis reached out to the Players Association last week, indicating that Pope Francis wanted to learn more about the players' efforts. They quickly scheduled a meeting. They flew overnight last night to Rome. They will meet with the pontiff this morning around 11.45 local time Monday morning at the Vatican. So who's representing the players? Kyle Korver and Sterling Brown, Jonathan Isaac, Anthony Tolliver, Marco Bellinelli, and Michelle Roberts, Executive Director of the Players Association. The meeting is expected to last about an hour. Players and union officials will tour St. Peter's Square after meeting with Pope Francis. So again, a very noteworthy day with members of the National Basketball Players Association meeting with Pope Francis. Staying on the NBA, the Toronto Raptors announced late Friday they will play their home games at Amelie Arena and train in the Tampa area to start the NBA season after being unable to gain an exemption to travel in and out of Canada due to coronavirus traveling restrictions. Now, we've talked about this. The Raptors players said they preferred Tampa over other cities that were examined, such as Buffalo, Fort Lauderdale, Louisville, Nashville, and Newark. Now, the chance does exist for the Raptors to play the first half of the season in Tampa and play the second half of the season in Toronto. In fact, Toronto Mayor John Tory anticipated a potential late winter spring return to Canada if the coronavirus pandemic gets under control. Finally, on the NBA, the draft ratings for Wednesday night. 2.65 million viewers across ESPN and ESPNU. Our Austin Carp notes that is the event's lowest figure since June of 2009 when it averaged 2.64 million viewers on ESPN alone. Now, of course, a lot of factors. We've talked about them. The shift of the draft to November played a part in the drop. Also, the event going virtual versus in-person probably reduced viewership. But again, another sports event seeing very soft viewership ratings. Let's shift to college football because the CFP Selection Committee today holds its first meeting of the season in person in Grapevine, Texas, with CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock, who's one of the best people in the business, hands down, among the attendees. They will talk about the teams and rank them. Now, of course, could this have been done virtually? Yes. But what I found interesting was that Hancock said the committee members did not want to do it virtually. He said that they didn't want to do the Zoom thing. They felt the discussions and the debate would be more effective and thorough 
in person. So they will go to Texas and meet in person. First meeting CFP selection committees. Here's another story to watch in college football. That is Clemson, Florida State. Boy, I can't imagine the conversations between Clemson's Dan Radakovich and Florida State's David Coburn are all that fun and friendly today. Now remember, the game on Saturday, Florida State, Clemson canceled because of a positive COVID test on the Clemson roster. On Sunday, Dabo Sweeney tore into Florida State's administration for the decision. Sweeney said that Clemson followed all the protocols, all the rules, and that the game should have been played. He implied that Florida State's administration wanted to not play the game and use the positive test as an excuse to cancel. Florida State was a five-touchdown underdog in the game, and now that goes into an interesting discussion about testing and about decisions to play, but this game has not been rescheduled yet, and this story will be in the news for the foreseeable future, so keep your eye on it. More good news on the vaccine front. AstraZeneca said today that late-stage trials show that its COVID-19 vaccine with Oxford University was up to 90% effective. And this is interesting because a new survey by Seton Hall University showed that a majority of American sports fans are waiting for the arrival of a vaccine before they feel comfortable returning to sports facilities. Among the respondents who identified themselves as sports fans, 60% said they were waiting for a vaccine before attending an indoor sports event. So continue to watch, of course, the news on the vaccine front. We'll end with a couple of quick hitters on the Buzzcast today. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray is looking to trademark the phrase Hail Murray through the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. He's also looking to trademark the phrase Murray Magic. We talked about the English government last week on the Buzzcast having a $400 million rescue package to fund sports in England. Well, that has been approved. Now that will help rugby Horse racing are the main beneficiaries, but not soccer clubs in the EPL or the English Football League. An independent body will make the decisions on how the cash will be distributed to these sports organizations. It's called the Sports Winter Survival Package, and it's largely comprised of low-interest loans. But a very interesting story out of England with the government's rescue package for the sports industry. And if you're in the Atlanta market, I suggest you watch a documentary tonight called Rising Up, a West Side Story. It's on at 8 o'clock Eastern time on the public TV station GBP. It is telling the story of the construction of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And in the documentary, team owner Arthur Blank does acknowledge that the facility, largely believed to cost $1.5 billion, ended up costing closer to $2 billion. But it chronicles the development of Mercedes-Benz Stadium and, of course, the neighboring communities around the stadium. So that's called Rising Up, a West Side Story, tonight at 8 o'clock in the Atlanta market. So that is your morning buzzcast on a very busy Monday, November 23rd. Again, short week this week. I'll be with you tomorrow, and I wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving week. Stay healthy, stay safe, be good to each other. I'm Abe Madcourt. That's your morning buzzcast. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, 
Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.